Original content. Content. Compelling discussions. Audio on demand. This is a Podcast 225 production. The issues. What's going on now? What's happening in the state? The people. Carl Dabity. We've got Michael Shingle, Taylor Moore, Jay Darden, Congressman Garrett Gray, Richard Condon. He is Ryan Clark, Sharon Weston Broom. The podcast. And we're going to talk about that. This is the Clay Young Show. Thanks, Neil. Back again with another edition of. The Clay Young Show, trying to keep you informed as we all get through the challenges of COVID-19, the coronavirus, and its impact on society around the world. Everything from what's happening in households to business and industry, it's, it's been something. Medical, The medical system, not just here, but around the world, it's had an impact. And I think that the right information is key. And letting you know what's going on. And so today, returning to the show is George Bell, the Chief Executive Officer of the Capital Area United Way, to talk about all the great work United Way is doing. And they are involved in a number of areas across this region. And as you know, United Way is a national organization with branches around the country and the capital area office of the United Way is aggressively involved in helping the communities it serves. And George is at the forefront of that. And so we spoke, as we record this, about a week and a half ago about what we were going to be doing as the ramp up to COVID was happening. Well, here we are now, standing right in the midst of it, still trying to understand in which direction we should be looking. And they're doing a lot of work with businesses with individuals, you know, households and things that people have going on. And so George is going to expound upon that, give you an update on some of what they are doing, and you'll be able to find out where you can go to get more. We're also going to talk with Adam Knapp, who is the CEO of the Baton Rouge area chamber. You know, when I I had a conversation with Adam about this and We've talked a lot about the impact on business and everybody's talking about these big, big companies. And that's a that's been a big part of the conversation as as we move through with this stimulus package that has come out of the Senate now, as as I sit here talking to you and is on its way to the House. And maybe before the end of this recording day, it will be done and on the way to the president's desk. But the big companies are are at the center of this, but there are also people talking about the small businesses that have to, if they're going to survive or at least try to survive, eat through reserves, restaurants and service industry that have people working at a low wage, but who make the, the line share of their money from gratuities. Well, you know, if restaurants are closed, the wait staff can't work. And, you know, that's been a big thing. And so we have been and I've encouraged people to support restaurants here and, and around the country. But there are other industries. Hell, mine. You know, you got to I mean, I'm not immune from it. You know, you got to you still got bills coming. And and so for businesses who are out there trying to trying to survive, you you're, you don't know where to go. And I've talked with clients about their fear about what the future, the immediate future holds as they eat through reserves. And, you know, there are people talking about this stimulus cash who 
before this would never have been looking to get any stimulus money. But now we are in a period of survival, survival for industry as well as the individual. And it's it's something. And this is why this is why. And a I wanted to talk with Adam to get his perspective. But B, this is why I think as we move through this, we really, really ought to be focused on results. And I know that there are a lot of places and they still want to whip stuff up and stir things up. And I'm ignoring it. And that's my advice to you. If somebody's about that drama and, and, and this pitting people against each other and all of that foolishness, my encouragement to you is turn that crap off. Stay away from it. We have too much as a society to deal with now. There are children who are in a different headspace because of what's happening around them. Adults who are in a different headspace because normal is now different. So I don't think I don't think we should be feeding our minds any garbage that just wants to rip us up or make people hate each other. This is a this is a period where we can hopefully get through this by staying calm and and having people give us information period and so i just i think there should be periods in the day where you just unplug from some of the the stuff that's going on and you know i'm i'm not doing these podcasts every day but i do want to be a part of sharing information with you that i think will be helpful from people who who are helping and who are trying to make things better versus Anyone who's just wanting to be in the middle of the light so they can whip stuff up so people will look at them. Let these clowns be out there by themselves. And when this is over, they can put their nose and big shoes back on and go back into the big ring. But for right now, let's only have grownups at the table. People who want to help us get through this with information. It's just a small rant, not some holier than thou thing, because I'm not talking about entertainers who want to make people laugh. Or, or people who joke and want to put a smile on your face or distract you from all these pressures. I'm specifically talking about people who would use this as an opportunity to build a platform. That's, that's all I'm saying. I just encourage you all to be okay, period. No matter where you're from, what you look like, what your political or religious beliefs are, it really doesn't matter. I just want people to be okay on the other side of this. And I think information that helps us get there Save a few lives by being smarter. That's information we, we need right now. We can get back to the other stuff once we have hopefully, God willing, gotten past this pandemic that has been so out of control. Dang, didn't expect to jump on a soapbox. Sorry about that. So let's talk with George Bell, who's got great information, and he'll let you know what the United Way has been doing. Podcast225.com. Promote your business or organization on Podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. This is The Clay Young Show. Back with George Bell, the Chief Executive Officer of the Capital Area United Way. 
You know, George and I were talking a second ago, and I had to tell him, wait up, let's not waste all the prime cut until <laughs> until we get on here. And uh, and George and I are practicing, we're practicing social distancing right now as we speak, because uh, he's on the phone with me. Hey, George, how are you, buddy? Clay, I'm doing as, as well as can be expected uh, in these trying times. Uh, I am at home in my home office, and uh, uh just got off of a conference call with my exec team, and we are, uh, you know, it's business as, as unusual yeah. uh, in trying to address the, the challenges of our community. So, so we're, we're busy at work, man. Well, it's interesting. We were talking a second ago about the impact on business, but let's give people an overall update. I mean, you and I spoke uh, almost a couple of weeks ago about what was about to happen with COVID, and you positioned and informationally the United Way uh, to the public as to how you're going to be helping, how we're going to be helping, and what's going to be going on. Kind of give us an update on where we are now. Well, uh, the last time we talked, I uh, came on uh, the show talking about our 211 resource and how we were gearing up, uh, in fact, had already geared up to uh, handle calls. We were approached by uh, Louisiana Department of Health to be their primary vehicle for disseminating information about uh, the COVID-19 public health uh, crisis here. And I tell you, so far, you know, as of 7 a.m. yesterday, we have received over 18,000 calls, Clay. Uh, Now, I'm anticipating that that will exceed 20,000 calls when we get the numbers from 7 a.m. this morning. Uh, So that is a lot of uh, information uh, to uh, or people to touch in in uh, who have had questions and concerns about uh, uh, this 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 crisis. The other thing I will tell you is uh, our um, we've had over twenty six thousand mobile use, users that have uh, texted uh, our uh, uh, resource our call center as well. So uh, we do have that option. I strongly encourage folks to to use that. That option, um, uh, which is uh, uh, the uh, text LA COVID uh, to eight nine eight two one one. That's LA COVID, and that's to eight nine eight two one one. It is. This is unprecedented, as we were talking about a second ago. Unlike a hurricane, or even when we dealt with the flood, when the Hurricanes happen, you know at some point it's going to move on and you deal with the aftermath. Exactly. When, when we had floodwaters in our city, at some point we knew there was going to be a recession of those waters and then we'd have to deal with the aftermath. This, exactly. This is an odorless, uh, untouchable thing that's impacting us and none of us can say when it's going to be done. Exactly, exactly. And it's invisible. It's, it's, it's truly an invisible enemy that we're... Uh, fighting here. And to make matters even worse, uh, I mean, the sun's shining. Uh, most people feel okay. They feel fine. But what they don't know is that uh, because of the, the, uh, the, the, the concern that our healthcare professionals in our communities uh, have about being overwhelmed by the uh, demand that this is uh, uh, placing on them, 
that is a reason to really be concerned. Uh, now, I'm not suggesting that we panic in any way, but let's heed the recommendations, the, the advice that our uh, authorities have, have uh, shared with us. Our governor has done a wonderful job uh, painting a clear picture about what it's going to take to, to uh, uh, mitigate some of the, the uh, uh, rapid uh, growth that we're seeing in this, this uh, uh, disease so, or this, this uh, condition. So we really need to heed that advice. Uh, stay home. Uh, limit your trips. Don't don't get out. Uh, use personal hygiene. All of those things are are critical right now. Uh, I think Clay. The other thing we're finding is that we all know people now that are being affected by this. Yep. I know someone that that uh, good friend of mine who's fighting it. Uh, so you, you just have to be vigilant. You, even if you feel good, even if you don't see any visible signs of it in your circle, um, do it for those that are vulnerable, those that are actually experiencing um, uh, this this you know terrible uh, situation. You know, it's and like you said, the the symptoms can be really something you don't see you don't feel you don't know you have it and that's why the social distancing part as frustrating as i know it may be to people is is so important so we can bring the curb down and i think the more people comply with what they're being asked to do the faster we can get to the other side of this exactly exactly so some of the work the united way go ahead go ahead no i was just going to say the the other thing that is um uh, unusual about this particular uh, pandemic uh, event is that um, it's global. I mean, right. you know, d- disasters in the past have been more localized, have been uh, less intense. Uh, you know, a, a flood or a hurricane, uh, you can predict the path that that's going to follow. And resources from outside of our uh, immediate area can be brought in externally uh, to address those those challenges. That's not the case now. We are fighting a battle on multiple fronts, uh, not just in our country, but uh, globally. And that, to me, makes this uh, a very serious matter because it, it, it stretches and, and puts a lot of uh, burden on uh, the scarce resources that, that are available right now. So I'd like you to define that when people hear, and I've had this conversation with friends in business and just friends in general about what the active role of not only government, but organizations like United Way have been. When you say we are fighting this and dealing with this, define to the general public what that is. Okay. Well, first of all, we, we, this is a, a public health challenge. So one of the things we're trying to do is make sure there, that that the general public has access to accurate, up-to-date information about how this can can impact them, uh, how they can you know how they need to respond when they feel they need to uh, they may be coming down with with symptoms that kind of thing. We're able to make those referrals to the appropriate resources. Uh, if we don't have those answers ourselves, they, we're able to make those referrals to the appropriate resources. If they feel that they need to receive a test 
but don't have a doctor, uh, then we can we have a list of providers that are uh, able to offer that kind of support for them. That's the kind of resource that that helps people feel empowered and and not you know uh, uh, anxious. The other thing we're doing is is within the community. Uh, we know that there are pockets of concern, pockets of uh, of food deficiency, uh, and we are working with those organizations. Uh, well, first of all, we're we're trying to identify who those organizations are. We are working with the organizations that have the ability to provide uh, food support and and assistance, and we're trying to make that information available to people via our two one one. That is fantastic, and it kind of segues into the next question I was going to ask, and that is for people looking for some semblance of optimism, if they're thinking, is there any good news anywhere that we could hear that at least gives us something to grab onto? That's one of them. Is there anything else? Well, well, Clay, the the beauty and what I love about this community, and, you know, I've been here now 23, almost 24 years, what I love about this community is the generous um, uh, nature of the people here and their willingness to roll their sleeves up and to help during times of need. Now, that poses both an opportunity and a challenge because we all know that the public health concern uh, is first and foremost, meaning that we can't uh, do anything that jeopardizes the health of the people that are volunteering or the, the health of the people that we're trying to serve. So that limits the available opportunities. But in spite of that, you know, we're getting a number of requests from organizations, from individuals who are, you know, are at home. They're, they're, they're bored. They want to do something. So we're trying to match those individuals with uh, proven, vetted opportunities that will allow them to do what they do. Uh, some of those organizations, the Food Bank, uh, you know, other organizations, uh, uh, St. Vincent de Paul, they're, they're groups that are doing work that that is uh, essential at this time. And, uh, you know, one of them, we put a call out for organizations that are willing to prepare food um, 
gap or the void that's been created as some of the schools that were uh, school districts that were feeding kids uh, uh, have, have had to, to withdraw, you know, for for reasons, you know, uh, that that uh, you know involve uh, safety of, of their staff and, and what have you. So we we have put out a, a call for folks to to step up and and uh, do that if they're able to do it. I'll tell you another neat one is, uh, and I say neat, this is probably one of the most pressing needs for healthcare uh, providers that are on the front line, and that is the need for personal protective equipment. Correct. Uh, as you've heard nationally, locally, there is a dire need for uh, masks, uh, for supplies that are key or vital in, in uh, protecting those workers. And we have uh, been made aware of efforts uh, to work with the industrial uh, community to see if there are ways for them to identify uh, surplus equipment and make that available to our uh, hospitals and, and, and uh, to, to our uh, frontline uh, health care workers. So uh, I was pleased to see that the, the health district uh, leadership is taking on that, that challenge. Uh, but what United Way has done and what we can continue to do is through our uh, many corporate partners, we're able to reach out to them, reinforce the need and and see what we can do to help uh, uh, increase the awareness and the compliance with that request. So little things like that. We're leveraging relationships. We're le- leveraging our resources to address the most pressing needs of our community. And and for people who are not familiar, who have heard about United Way, but who haven't been as immersed in the details like you just gave, this is not just the city of Baton Rouge. This is a capital region initiative, correct? That is correct, Clay. We serve a 10-parish area, and uh, that 10-parish area consists of, uh, obviously, East Baton Rouge, but also the contiguous parishes, those parishes around uh, that touch East Baton Rouge uh, parish, as well as St. James Parish. So it's a, it's a broad reach uh, within the, the uh, uh, greater Baton Rouge area. And um, within that reach, we have access to a number of companies and organizations that, that have the potential to really um, uh, impact um, and respond to this request for uh, PPE. I think that uh, for those looking for a way to get involved, this provides multiple opportunities to do that with a reputable organization and now is a time when people want to help but they don't always know who they can do it through what are the best conduits and united way has always been one and is one right now is there any additional information you'd like every anyone to to hear or know about before we wrap up well you know just to reiterate we have been in this community for 95 years so you can imagine over that 95 year uh, period, we have had our chance to be a part of um, many uh, uh, disaster responses and, and, and critical um, infrastructure uh, needs that, that have plagued our, our community. Um, we're, in order for us to, to do the work we do, however, we need to make sure that we have resources to invest in those types of organizations and programs that are able to deliver uh, the services that are needed. So uh, 
top of mind if you're in a position and are blessed to be able to uh, uh, to support this work, especially at a time like this, we welcome it. We welcome the opportunity to uh, uh, to get you involved in in uh, supporting this work financially. We welcome your your comments and your interest in doing something uh, for this community. If uh, you're uh, you have talents that that you think may be uh, put to use, I just ask your patience as we work through what those opportunities can look like because I, like I said we, we are challenged with trying to, to make sure we use laser focus in only recommending those volunteer opportunities that are safe that are vetted and that will uh, uh, achieve the desired outcome that, that we're all working towards uh, and then the last thing is you know perhaps the best thing you can do is within your circle, within your, uh, you know, if, if it's your household, if it's within your organization, ensure that everyone is practicing uh, safe practices. Ensure that we're not congregating. Ensure that you're limiting your trips to, to, uh, to the, um, you know, grocery store. Right. Um, and let's help our neighbors. Let's let's check in on them. Uh, let's place a call. Let's place a call to people you may know and haven't heard from, uh, because these are the times when this isolation can also uh, slip into depression. Absolutely. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm actually yeah. talking with a couple of mental health professionals later this week to talk through some of what this new normal will not only mean to children, but to some adults and some signs to look for when people are dealing with depression or some other type of trauma as a result of all that is going on. And one bit of advice I would give is get as much information as you can about this. Keep the information flowing. But from time to time, take a break because it can be overwhelming if you don't. That's so true, Clay. Yeah. It, it uh, and and you know, let's recognize that this isn't a sprint, guys. This is not going to be a one and done kind of kind of deal. This right. is going to linger, and the after effect, or I call the hangover, will linger for you know, if not weeks, months. Correct. So we need to prepare ourselves for that. We need to be uh, just you know mindful of uh, what happens when someone has a prolonged. Um, uh, absence from social contact, what happens when someone uh, has been furloughed, and, and I'm glad to see that the stimulus package has passed, yep. but that is a band-aid on a major laceration that's, for that's, some people. That's and, exactly right. You know, it's, it's, it's good, and it's, it's, you know, they're, they're grateful people, but they're, you know, it's not going to address the, the deep-rooted, long-term effects of this, this uh well, George, we appreciate it. Let's keep it going. And as I've, I've said to others, I'll say to you, anytime and every time you need to get information out, this this platform is yours. Well, you can count on me any anytime you, you want to ring the bell. I'll, I'll be here to, uh, to, to uh, offer whatever I can, my friend. George Bell, the chief, the chief executive officer of the Capital Area United Way. The only interactive podcast in the capital city that lets you help solve a crime. There was a shooting. Okay, is someone shot? Yes, someone is shot. The Crime Stoppers podcast with Clay Young. Just some suspicious people running through the parking lot before. Real stories. It was my first love. Real crimes. Real people. 
real justice. The Crime Stoppers Podcast with Clay Young, exclusively at podcast225.com. The issues, the policies, the people. This is The Clay Young Show. Back with Adam Knapp, CEO of the Baton Rouge Area Chamber. And Adam and I spoke a little while ago about what's happening with the business community. And everything we're talking about is relevant. I mean, what's happening with first responders, including nurses and doctors. And we've, we've talked about what the government on every level is doing to address this crisis. But from the perspective of business... It's very important because we've talked about restaurants and the service industry, but there is a list of other business that is in dire straits because of COVID-19. And so Adam is here to lend perspective to that. First, Adam, how are you? How's your family? We're good. Thank you for asking. Just uh, just worrying about where we are as a community and, and, uh, and trying to do everything we can to help. So let's speak directly to the business community, what you are hearing and where we are in the aftermath of this outbreak. Um, we started a survey, Clay, shortly after uh, many of the kind of the most uh, aggressive measures for social distancing were being put in place statewide, especially the impact on restaurants and bars that started some, some uh, 10 or 12 days ago. Uh, as of today, we're, we're talking today on uh, Wednesday. Um, the, uh, so in that survey, we've now had over 200, uh, almost 250 responses to the survey. And, and really that's been the means by which we've been gathering factual information. So when you ask, what are we hearing? I'm going to, I'm going to talk mostly about what we're, we're getting from that information. But, uh, as one example, um, we asked a question on that. Have you, um, postponed any expansions or projects, or do you anticipate doing so? And you know, well over sixty percent have either already canceled something or anticipate canceling projects. Um, we asked the percent that people are expecting their, re- their their sales revenue to be down uh, rather than the same, and only fourteen percent said they expect their revenue to be the same. So, this is definitely a broad base. It's hitting every business in our community. There is very concern. There's a lot of concern over how long this is going to last as businesses are eating through reserves to try to pay their people uh, for business owners, specifically small business owners who are looking for some light at the end of this tunnel and hoping it's not another train. What, 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 what can you say to that? Uh, three things. One, um, tap into the resources and, and guidance that we have available to help business owners uh, understand what's happening. Call us, email us, or go to our website, brac.org slash recovery, B-R-A-C slash recovery. Uh, there's quite a lot of information there. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, um, and we are updating that almost uh, uh, by the hour, it seems, but definitely daily uh, and sending out kind of a daily uh, one-topic email to, to be brief and, and valuable. So the second thing I would say is uh, a lot of the uh, companies that we've talked to that are open uh, and have not just simply kind of taken a pause right now uh, are, are, are trying to pivot activities within their businesses related to the recovery um, and, and so I would, I would offer that up as a, as a observation to other companies to, uh, to be thinking about anything and, and everything you can to find, uh, new markets or different activities that you, if there are any that you can be doing to try to, 
uh, to try to pivot in some in some creative way. Um, I, I know that's very difficult and it's easier said than done, obviously, but um, that's that's something I think we're seeing uh, as a best practice around the country from our peers around the country and, and hearing from some businesses here. Uh, and then the third thing is to absolutely take time to understand the federal recovery programs that are being approved at lightning speed, almost dizzying to know the federal response. Uh, the, the package that was taken up by the Senate and is headed to the House uh, uh, probably be approved before we even finish this interview by the House. Right. Uh, the uh, the measures in that program are unprecedented in what they, they offer as assistance to businesses, as well as what came down in the uh, in the the last uh, the, uh, piece of federal legislation. So the best way to understand those things are going to be to, to either uh, talk to your uh, legal counsel or CPA. Uh, if, if you don't have that or if that's not as easy as that, then get in touch with our organization. We can try to walk through those benefits, and then we are going to be putting up on our website uh, and on our Facebook page um, as we've already started to do little short videos uh, and synopses and writing about the, the program benefits that business owners most need to understand. So uh, those are my three tips for what, what folks should be doing right now. You know, and, and, and I know this is going to be a, a crazy question to ask, but in crisis, in every crisis, there's an opportunity to, to learn something and adjust based upon what you are seeing and hearing, talking to stakeholders, investors in the chamber, but also colleagues from around the country, what are some things that are popping up that, that you say, okay, can help us if we ever face anything similar to this again? And I'm knocking on wood that we never do, but what are lessons yeah. learned? Uh, well, you know, it's it's damn damn near too early to, to be able to answer that question. Um, but but in the swing of things, the the first thing that's um, abundantly clear is uh, every business should be rethinking their cash reserves. They're planning to build up cash reserves in the future. Um, no question that that's the biggest concern that all businesses are worrying about right now is how much they have kept in. Uh, in cash stockpiles to be able to, 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 to be able to weather this, uh, this, you know, freeze of business activity that's been happening. So, uh, that, that lesson I think will be uh, a painful, very, very painful one, but an important one that, that businesses, I think, of all types are going to plan. And I think entrepreneurs are going to plan as they are starting new enterprises. Their businesses will start out with a plan to find a way to build up their cash reserves. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's the thing I'm hearing the most. And the stimulus package you referenced that likely will get out of the House in short order was passed by the Senate. It's a $2 trillion. The thing about that, though, is the checks are not going to hit mailboxes next week if they wrap it up today. So you still have some time. It could be as late as, as May. Uh, and if it doesn't change, you're talking about, I think, $2,400 per, uh, per, per couple and uh, and five hundred dollars for each child in a household under seventeen. This is not something that's just going to ha- be on the streets next week. So I think that's a piece of information people need, don't you? Absolutely, and and th- that is still. Uh, I would just caution: we don't really have any information about the the individual checks uh, that would be coming out. Uh, again, has a historic kind of idea that they're going to be cutting checks to every citizen, um, right. and then. Same, same goes with the small business loan program. Uh, while we are 
uh, enthusiastically supportive that they have passed uh, in the Senate version a new uh, and what we think will be much faster tool for business loans uh, in what's called the SBA 7A program. This is a loan guarantee. Basically, that'll let you go to your bank uh, or any bank uh, and get uh, a, a loan uh, for your business up to $10 million. And what you pay out in payroll will be forgivable. Um, and so you have the government stepping in through your bank as the intermediary. So you don't have to go and stand in a long line of application, you know, you know, on the phone forever waiting for the SBA to answer. Uh, you just go to your bank, and that's going to be much, much faster, and the, the time to cash in your account will be much, much faster. Uh, your bank will be able to get cash into your account in a much faster period. The SBA is saying they're going to take 20 days from an approved loan before you get uh, cash in. So it's something that could be recognizing is the new program will be good. The problem, as you point out, is we don't know how long it'll take for them to actually stand up the rules of this new uh, federally created loan guarantee program. So so your banks can actually start doing that stuff. So, so a, lot of, a lot of unknowns where we stand actually at this hour. Is there any other information that you think people should hear or need to know? I mean, BRAC covers a large multi-parish area. What information are you trying to get out? So everything I've just shared is really business-facing. Let me, let me say one more thing that's more employee and former employee-facing. Um, if you have been furloughed or your even your hours have been reduced, you should apply for unemployment insurance. Um, this is something that most people may never think about. Uh, many do, uh, but uh, uh, that is a uh, an incredible lifeline uh, and safety net to workers uh, who have been laid off uh, to be able to get some amount of uh, of money coming in. And the state is uh, has jumped on it. They are doing a great job getting applicants in the door and, and processing uh, applications by individuals uh, in, in a rapid rate. And the new program that the Congress is passing right now expands the definitions of unemployment insurance for for individuals who are furloughed or laid off. So if, if for some reason your business did uh, lay you off uh, or furlough you or even just cut back your hours uh, from what you were doing from, you know, even two or three weeks ago. Um, you should absolutely go and apply. And if you were a contract worker, uh, self-employed, a gig economy worker, you're going to be allowed to take advantage of the new unemployment insurance expansion once the Senate and the House come to an agreement on their, the legislation today. Well, I mean, BRAC always does great work in this region, and I appreciate you being available. And I'd like to do a little bit more of that to keep people in the loop, especially since they're captive. They can hear from leaders and, and people in the know in this community and, and, and around this community. Well, we, we appreciate it. We're happy to do it as frequently as is useful for you and your, your, your audience. And, uh, and again, just encourage anybody who has any questions, uh, business-related, individual, we're happy to be a resource. Uh, go to our website, brac.org, and, and, and track us down. Adam, we appreciate it, brother. Stay safe. Thank you, Clay. Thank you. Hi, this is Mayor Sharon Weston-Broom, inviting you to listen to the We BR podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month. We invite you to listen to our podcast by visiting www.podcast225.com. That's www.podcast225.com and by subscribing through the Apple Podcast app. That's We Be Our Podcast. This is podcast225.com and The Clay Young Show.
the beginning of the show was kind of born out of frustration. Just, I think with everything people have going on right now, man, can we just chill out on some of the garbage that's out there? I'll give you a great example. It's the conversation we had recently when we did the Facebook Live, which, by the way, I appreciate all the feedback we got from doing that. That was the first time I'd ever done something like that. I've just not really haven't been a stream live on social media kind of guy, but I thought that there was maybe something we can contribute by having the sheriff and the chief in here, and so that was great. But one of the things we talked about in that interview was about the, 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 uh, the pastor of a church who has continued to have services and bus people in and all of that. And there was a debate in the comment section about it. And my, my opinion about that is everybody's got a right to their opinion. Quite frankly, I don't have to agree with people on everything. It's cool. It's all good. Cause I don't need people to agree with me on everything. But I mean, At some point as human beings, you just think you could step back and get out of yourself just for a minute, like not make it about you just for a little while, just so we can get to the other side of this. That's all. They don't have to do it for the rest of your life. It could be about you again once COVID is over. But right now, in the midst of people dying and being scared about what's going to happen with their futures and worried that their children don't get it and thinking about their businesses for one moment in time could all of the people out there and I'm trying to you know all of the people out there who just have to have everything be about them could you just take a vacation chillax just for a little while Take a couple of weeks or a couple of months off. I think the vast majority of people really get it and are trying to be a part of the solution. I really believe that. I don't think it's the majority of people who are the problem. I think it, as in almost every case, it's a small number. And I get it. This is different. And some people, it's kind of like what happened with Katrina to a degree that, well, no, and, and, and understand the analogy in Louisiana. For a lot of us, we had been hearing about the big one, the big one, the big one, and the big one never happened. And so after a while, you start to think we keep hearing about the big one, but it's not a real thing. And then the big one looks like it's really going to happen. But because you waited so long based upon previous times that that it came up, you got caught. I think that's kind of what's happening in communities that have waited so long to address the spread of this. And we had Mardi Gras, which probably contributed greatly to the numbers of people across the Orleans Parish region and then who dispersed back across the state after the gathering of several thousand people down in the city of New Orleans. So I know this is a crazy time for everybody. And we'll try to give you as much information as we can to to keep you informed. And really, really just optimistic and hopeful that we'll get to the other side of this. There are some brilliant people in the medical industry. And I think they're working very, very hard to find a cure and a solution to this thing. And that to me is very important. So 
I want to salute again, we've been doing it every show, to all of the medical first responders, the doctors and nurses who are on the clock and on the front lines dealing with this. God bless all of y'all. To law enforcement as well, and to all of the community organizations across the country who are reaching out and helping their neighbors. Thank you for what you are doing. You deserve credit too. You are first responders in this moment as well. And that's the reason why we'll get to the other side of this because of the goodness of the people who are trying to be a part of the solution and not the problem. So with that, if you have a show suggestion or something you'd like me to talk about, you can email me. That email address is clay at podcast225.com. Or of course, it's on social media. And we ask that you share the show if you see it on Facebook or Twitter or let people know about it on Instagram. And if you're an Apple user, you can go into that comment section. Do the same thing because we're now on the iHeartMedia app and let people know what you think about the show. It kind of helps us with the rankings and diverting people to it. So thank you so much. You guys be safe and we will likely be back before this week is over with an update from officials as we deal with COVID-19. You guys be safe. This has been a production of Podcast225.com. Hear the show, get in touch, and make a connection at Podcast225.com. If you'd like more info on promoting your business or organization to thousands of Podcast225 listeners, call 225-214-1550. Thanks for listening, and join us next week for more of The Clay Young Show.